This episode is brought to you by Coveo on behalf of today's guest with professional hair care brand Davinus. Use code RethinkRetail at Davinus.com to receive free shipping on Davinus products. Again, use offer code RethinkRetail at D-A-V-I-N-E-S.com. Offer expires May 30th, 2022. Thank you to our sponsor, Coveo. To learn more about what Coveo's AI-powered relevance platform can do for you, visit coveo.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Rethink Retail podcast. I'm your host, Julia Hare, and today we're speaking with retail executive Carly Bruno. Carly is the e-commerce and digital marketing manager at Davini's, and this is a professional hair care brand. You may have heard of them. Their products are care crafted in Italy, and they focus on sustainable, natural ingredients. And prior to joining Carly was focused on e-commerce at Mood Fabrics and Lord & Taylor and the D2Z retail industry. Carly's from New Jersey, but she's been living in Manhattan for the last six years. It's great to have you on the show today, Carly. Hey, Julia. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So I wanted to dive in and just have you tell us a little bit about the brand and your role at the company. Sure. So like you said, I am the e-commerce manager um, and digital marketing manager at Davinus here in the U.S. Um, I oversee North America. So that includes both the U.S. market and the Canadian market. Um, And so like you said, Davinus is a professional hair care brand that was care crafted in Parma, Italy. We are a B Corp where we're known for our sustainability efforts around packaging, um, our carbon neutral shipping, supporting biodiversity and, and some more. Um, As the e-commerce and digital marketing manager, I oversee pretty much everything soup to nuts on the site. So whether it's our site merchandising, our copy and images, customer care, um, user experience from beginning to end, and all of our marketing communication and digital advertising. On a regular daily basis, I partner with other e-com managers in other markets, such as um, London, France, Italy, Mexico, our trade marketing team, our PR team, and even our salon teams as well. Very cool. Well, it sounds like a lot of responsibility, um, (laughs) especially in the era we're living in now, because the last two years, as everyone knows, have been greatly impacted by the COVID pandemic and people Mm -hmm. switched to online in a lot of ways, including even grocery shopping. So in your view, I mean, the beauty industry has been strong, was strong throughout the pandemic. I mean, you remember seeing different tutorials for eye makeup when you were wearing a mask. (laughs) So it it runs the gamut. What were some trends Mm -hmm. that you saw or how would you describe uh, the changes and how it impacted your role? Yeah, it's it's really interesting too, because like you said, in my my previous roles, I come from the fashion and the ready to wear business like mood like mood fabrics and, and Lauren Taylor. So being now in the beauty industry, it's a totally new ball game. Um, a little bit of our story is we are mainly known for being a professional hair care brand that's in salons. So no one really saw the global pandemic coming, but when it did, it forced almost every salon worldwide to shut down. So not only now is there a ton of disposable income from everyone because they're no longer paying for these intense hair treatments, but they 
they're kind of bored and, and they're spending a lot more of their time at home and they're digging into at-home treatments and hair care treatments and more luxury products and, and self-care. And that's really like where the market took off is more in like wearing comfortable clothes, like athleisure and makeup and nail art and hair care and, and, and not really that much into like the ready to wear um, industry. So that was it was really a huge opportunity for us and our e-commerce because everyone's turning to online shopping. They can't go to stores. They can't go to salons. Um, so we really had to deliver like a best in class experience to all of our um, in-salon customers and still make sure that we're able to give them the Davinus products and the at-home treatments for themselves. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a huge, that's why it's so important for us to nurture both of our re- returning customers, but then even build our brand awareness and drive in new customers in their shopping experience. Um, You know, it's really important for us to mirror that. I want to say an in-store experience, but it's more like an in-salon experience. Um, And so the way that we've really been able to do that this past year was through personalization on the site and making the customer feel that, that they're special and that they're, they're worth this hair care and that we want to provide them the best in class experience. So that's been a huge challenge, but also a win for us, I would say in the last few years. Sure. Because you assume, I'm assuming you have a lot of very loyal Devaney's customers. And so when you were making the switch from not just selling to the salons, but going direct to the consumer, did you already have a lot of data on your end customers? Was that ready to go or did you have to build that up? Exactly. So, I mean, we had some, we did, we have always had an e-commerce site, but it really, really took off and we saw a huge spike in traffic and sales when all of this happened. So we almost had to relearn our customer. We had to relearn, like, how are they getting to the site? How are they hearing from us? What do they want? Do they want treatments? Do they want a regular hair care routine? Um, are they interested in styling products or, you know, are they, do they care about our ingredients? Do they know how to use the product? So we, we really had to dive into that and, and, know who we're serving and, and what to give them at the right time. And that's why, you know, even our partnership with Coveo right now has been so crucial because they help us reach the right customer at the right time with the right product. It's like those three pieces that are so important together is you want the right customer and you want to make sure that you're reaching them at the right time when they're ready to purchase, when they're ready to try something new, when they're running low on their products. Um, and then what are we going to do? Are we going to give them a new shampoo or a new fun styling product? To add to add into their routine or like a treatment for a shine or for curls and and making sure that we're giving them the, the right product that will help them. Excellent. And is that something that's like zero party data where you're asking the customer about their hair texture and what types of products they like, or how did you get that information so that you could personalize them? Yeah, absolutely. So we put a lot of our efforts into like paid advertising um, in order to attract that traffic. But when we invite them and incentivize them to sign up for our newsletters or our text messages, um, they have that opportunity to to create an account and to let us know what their preferences are. Are you interested in products for curly hair, for fine color, for fine hair, for colored hair? Um, Are you interested in editorial content like how-tos or articles on different types of ingredients, you know, so we know, because we'll now use this in our marketing communication to deliver content, whether it's products or editorial content on curly hair or fine hair or colored hair, um, or show them different like how-to tutorials or even styling tutorials. Even for each new like holiday or season, we'll, we'll say winter hairstyles, Christmas hairstyles, 
spring and summer hairstyles, you know, so we're kind of, we're trying to be more of like a lifestyle brand and, and being not only a resource for product and shopping, but even a resource for inspiration and for education for our customers. Well, so they know that they can come to us for everything and everything hair care. I love that Carly, because it speaks to how brands have evolved from at least my perspective and being someone like yourself, who's in the retail industry for many years now, do you think that what it means to be a brand has changed or is it, is it always been the same and just the ways you go about it has changed? I do. Yeah. It's almost like a brand used to just be a shopping place and you would go and you say, I know I want a new pair of jeans. I know I need a shampoo. I know I need a pair of sneakers and and they can go and find what they want. But now it's like brands are really turning into this new, like lifestyle, like full circle resource, whether it's you, you go to a brand to tell you, it's almost like, instead of you telling the brand what you want, they're, they're telling you what you want. So you're, you're going to a brand to say, okay, this is what's trending. This is what, this is what I should be wearing. This is how I should be doing my hair. This is the product I should be using. And they're telling me what's, what's trending and what's hot in the market. And then I'm reciprocating with like purchasing or adopting those styles. So it's almost like the market is educating the customer. And I think that's really, really important for a brand these days, especially to build their brand awareness and to build their customer loyalty and retention. It's like, you want to be a full circle resource for them at all times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it looks like, I mean, just thinking about how you have an editorial staff to, to help put out this content and make sure that it's relevant to your customers is, is huge. And compared to where we were even 10 years ago, can you share any examples of things that have gone swimmingly or very well for your customers where you're like, this is a digital experience or Mm -hmm. product that they really responded well to? Yeah. So it almost seems like kind of how I was just saying, it's like the customer expects us to deliver content to them. They, they don't want to have to lift the finger, you know, especially this new, these new younger markets, like the millennials, the Gen Z's, our consumers today are all, they're all visual. So some of the, the things that, that work best for us is really optimizing our category pages, our homepage, um, all of our advertising efforts, showing them some interactive images, videos, step-by-step how-tos or, or GIFs, as I call them, GIFs, GIFs, <laughs> you know, they expect us to deliver like a white glove service to them. And that's also why, you know, we've really leaned in the last year or so with our partnership with Caveo on personalization, because we need to tell them you need to buy this, like saying, hey, Julia, we know you and we think this product is really going to be great for you, whether that's through like on-site personalization, uh, product recommendations, or whether it's on homepage personalized content, um, our automated emails, whether it's like browse abandonment, cart abandonment, telling them, hey, we noticed you were looking at this. We know you're interested. You you need this and you need this because, and then we know we can list out all the ingredients and the benefits and what, why we think they need it. So I think that's really what's worked for us is like our, our very personalized experience on the site in terms of recommendations and different like A-B testing of images and videos. Um, but even like our automated email flows and, and text messages, really hitting that customer at the right time with the right product and the right message. Yeah. And I think because we have so many channels, like you said, to be visual and to consistently reach out with the message, Hey, you need this. Don't forget this. That's something that is more important today because we're so inundated with different messages from all different channels. I think the frequency of exposure used to be a lot lower 
from a mm-hmm. you know marketer standpoint, how often do they have to see it before they'll buy and convert? And I think it's a lot higher now is I've seen some reports that have said that. So it's yeah. something you would agree with. Yes, definitely. Well, and then retainment is a challenge. <laughs> discovery, discovery is perhaps the bigger challenge, or at least it's more costly to get people aware of the brand and then converting, but retaining them is really difficult when you're mostly digital. And so how are you guys approaching that? Yeah, it's definitely a challenge for us. It continues to be a challenge for us this year. You know, we are not a promotional brand. We're not saying every week, 50% off this, 20% off this. Um, We don't actually even really have a true loyalty program yet. You know, something can be on the roadmap soon. So it's hard to have that true loyalty. Retainment definitely is a challenge, especially with all of the new brands that are popping up every day. And it's a very competitive industry. Um, we focus very heavily on segmentation and personalization, like I said before. So really making like our loyal customers who have purchased before and been on the site before it feel special. If they've come back multiple times, we need to tell them this is what you need and this is why you need it. Or even in a, in a, post, in a post-purchase experience, hey, we noticed that you bought this shampoo and these are the conditioner and the styling products that will work best with this. So we want to continue to build out their hair care routine and let them know that they can trust us as a brand and that we can tell them like what is best for for them and their hair care success. And, you know, it's really helped us kind of hone in on like the, the competition overall. So, and creating this sense of urgency, you know, one thing we have on site is like a badge on the product page and it will, it's, it's powered by artificial intelligence and it will say, Hey, this item is so hot right now that it's been added to X number of carts in the last 24 hours. And that creates this sense of urgency for a customer by saying, wow, this product must be really amazing if everyone is adding it to their carts or, or another badge we have says like, Hey, this product has been viewed X amount of times in the last 24 hours. You know, that's telling a customer like, wow, this is a really hot item. Like I really think I should look into this and I, I need to get this, you know, like I need to keep up. Um, so we do that on site. We do it in our automated email flows again, like our advertising. So that that's really awesome. And one thing we're actually, which I, I love with our partnership with Coveo, is we have the opportunity to A/B test homepage placement. So um, we have the ability to show a different homepage banner to a different customer based off of their past behavior. So how we initially launched it was we split the segmentation just between new users and returning users. The new users is a little more brand awareness. We're telling them about our hero products and general advertising to kind of let everything sink in Um, to our new returning audience. Like, you know, they they know what they have. They know it works. They want to see something new. So we're showing them, hey, upgrade your routine. This is is what's what's most recommended this month from our our stylist, or this is what's new for spring or what's new for winter, kind of depending obviously on the time of the year, but kind of giving them some new things or saying, Hey, if you, if you have this product, we recommend this line of styling products to now complete your routine. It's kind of like giving them like that extra because they've already made a purchase. Um, so that's a really great tool that we've been using to, to retain that customer. Absolutely. And these are all amazing capabilities that in the past people would talk about and only dream, oh, one day we're going to have websites that personalize the content when you land on the site to you. And it was out of reach, you know, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And now it's now it's here. 
And it sounds like you're seeing great results, but being a, you know, a small, having a smaller play in e-commerce and relying more on the salons for distribution prior to the pandemic, is this something that is completely new capabilities that you guys launched quickly or has it been around? Sorry, what do you, what do you mean by that? By for all of the, the dynamic uh, aspects of your website, it sounds like mostly oh. they're powered through Coveo. Um, yes. And it's all relatively new to us. You're right. So previously we relied heavily on the salons to, to drive brand awareness in, in their insulin treatments and to get the product into the hands of the customer. But now we're able to reach a, such a, a much larger pool of people with like this personalization and with, you know, even little tools like refer a friend, if we can have one awesome personalized experience for one customer. And then we follow up with a refer a friend campaign and and they're saying, Hey, I had a great time. I'm not going to refer my friend Julia to the site and to these products. You know, it's all, it's all word of mouth. Um, so that's a great way to also get, get the product into, into the hands of other people is, is as long as we can nurture our, our initial customers from beginning to end, making them feel special, making them feel like we are personally catering to them. Like, you know, we're playing the role of like an in-store sales associate kind of, Mm-hmm. Um, and, and once we can build that trust, that's when they will then bring in all of their friends and their family. And it just continuously grows. I love that. And it's super important when you're, like you said, a more premium brand and you're not <laughs> offering discounts or you're not old Navy or some other brand just every week. It's, it's very rare, I assume. So, um, the personalization is that difference in value for a lot of customers, Side question, just as you were talking about word of mouth and things like that, are you leveraging influencer marketing in your strategy? Um, so it's a new market that we do. I would say that's almost the one thing on the site that I don't directly manage. Um, it is directly managed through our PR team, um, but it is a new market that we are tapping into. You know, we we do have that that loyal customer that might be a little bit of an older generation. Um, but we are tapping into the, the newer and upcoming generations, whether it's on TikTok or influencers and we do a lot of brand awareness through our stylist because the recognition and the accreditation from a salon stylist, but the, the younger market, these, these younger girls updating their hair care routine, they're on Instagram, they're on TikTok, and they want to see like what are, what their favorite influencers are using. So we are starting to tap into that market and we're seeing so far really great results in terms of traffic and sales and, and brand recognition. So I'm hoping it's something we can continue to grow. I think that's really where the industry and the market is going. Absolutely. And that's a really interesting test. It sounds like since you said your mm-hmm. consumer base is a little bit older, so they're not as active on those platforms, but perhaps for net new customers, that's how they're discovering you is through social. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. And what is next for Devaney is if you look into, you know, two years from now, five years from now. Oh, that's a great question. We're always, that's, you know, that's why I love being part of this brand so much. We're so, we think on our feet. We, we're, we, as much as we love to be and how important it is to be proactive, we're also very reactive to the market. So we're always looking at what our competition is doing, what other hair care brands are doing. Um, you know, what's the next hot new product, whether it's like a shine treatment or something for curly hair, or if it's something for, to enhance colored hair, or if it's, a whole set of products. We don't know, but, um, you know, we're always trying to stay relevant, but we do want to continue our focus in nurturing the customer experience from start to finish. How are they getting to the site? And then how can we keep them on the site and increase their experience through personalization, whether it's showing them a, a unique video, recommending next products, um, maybe get eventually 
delivering some sort of quiz so that we can really understand what they need and deliver them in a in one seamless experience the product that, that they need and then tracking their post-purchase experience and you know asking for reviews as recommending new products based off of that um, and kind of using all different channels to do that so it's really just leaning into the shopping journey and nurturing both the new the new user and then retaining the returning user in order to grow our brand loyalty. Those are all very exciting things in the in the world of personalization as it becomes more and more yeah. retail. And one last question. This is a shout out to Chris Ressa. He's a podcast host on Retail Retold. And one question he asked me was, sure. what is a retailer or brand that you would bring back from, from the dead, so to speak? So they're not around anymore, but you say I'm not that old yet. So I'm trying to think what has died. Oh, not going to lie. I mean, the little girl in me really wishes like limited two could come back or like rave girl from like the nineties. Heck yeah. I was, I was a big limited. (laughs) I love those trends, those pants that you could zip off to make them shorts. Like that's the vibe that we need these days. Well, I think hikers still wear those. So (laughs) You know, maybe I'll get a little hot. You unzip the bottom of the pants. Yeah. Maybe they can make a nice hot pink color. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Something a little bit more trendy. Love it. Well, Carly Bruno, it was amazing to have you on the show. If, if our listeners want to find out more about you or Davinius, where can they go? Sure. So our site is us.davinus.com. D-A-V-I-N-E-S. On Instagram, we are Davinus North America. Um, and it's the same on Facebook, Davidus North America. So you can follow us there. Um, you can sign up for email, SMS, and you'll always get the, be the first to know on new editorial, new how-tos, new product launches, offers, things, things going on on site. So thank you very much for your time, Julia. And this was such a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you to our sponsor, Coveo. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. That's this week's Retail Rundown. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing, reviewing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time. Until next time.